0: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and today we have a guest that I have known for years. I'm so excited to bring you Renata Joy. Now, when I met Renata, she was just such a badass in the wellness area. I met her through a networking group. And when I turned 50, I really started digging into Renata's work because this is what she does. She is the new 60. She's a mother, grandmother, aging well expert, wellness coach, expert, speaker, author of The Seven Secrets to Staying Young, Strong, and Sexy for Life, and the founder of Pure Joy Wellness, a community-based lifestyle brand that helps high-powered women who, as they're getting older, are frustrated with all the changes that are happening inside and outside of their bodies. I got to admit, it's me. And they're seeing obvious signs of aging and they're just not liking how they look anymore. And at the end of the day, often feel invisible. We're not as mission is to help women over 50 live healthier lifestyles by teaching them the right nutrition, exercise, and skincare to look younger, shed weight, and feel confident again. So they age gracefully, stay relevant, and feel sexy. And I will say, I mean, the looking older isn't as much of a focus. And and I get so much out of Renata's, what she posts and what she talks about. For me, it's just still feeling vibrant to have my body still perform the way I feel in age. So Renata, welcome. I'm so excited to dig in and talk to you about this. Wow. That was, that was a lot.
1: <laughs> when I hear it coming back at me, I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, you're awesome. So there's a lotness yeah. to share. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm so happy to be here. Now, I, I did say, I'm so glad you're here. So I did say I'm not as focused on the age, looking the age, but I know uh, a lot of people are. And I will say, Renata, you do not age. I swear to God, from the moment I've met you, you look exactly the same. <laughs> and, well. um, Tell me, tell me how you make that happen.
1: Well, I think that goes back to when I was, when I was a little girl. And so as far as as I can remember, since I was three years old, I like to say, if you saw the movie, the sixth sense and they, and the saying was, I see dead people. When (laughs) I was growing up, I saw sick people. My Mm -hmm. entire family was ill. My mother had polio, she died of ovarian cancer, my father had kidney failure, I had brother had congestive heart failure and I saw around me just illness and that scared the heck out of me. So I was so afraid that that was gonna be my path that I decided at a really, really early age that I was gonna do everything I could so that that would not be my fate. So I exercise every day, I ate a certain way. I've been (laughs) wearing like eye cream and stuff since I was like probably 10 years old. And that has always been my lifestyle. So I think that I learned at a very early age that living a certain kind of lifestyle directly has something to do with the way that you age and the way that you're going to look as well as increase your quality of life. Mm. So that's how I've done it.
0: So... Talk about your early career. How how did fitness fit into your life, and and how did you transition into this business that you have now?
1: So my early career is I I don't I don't even know if you know this, but I was a television
0: producer for 22
1: years, and I worked for all of the major networks. And I like to say I work like 16 hours a day, but again, because of what I witnessed when I was a child. Health and wellness and fitness was really important to me. So what I would do is I'd go to work at four o'clock in the morning. I'd work for two hours. I'd go to the gym. I'd work out. I'd go home. I'd pack my food. I'd come back to the office. I did that every single solitary day. When 9-11 happened, I was working at The View. I was one of the original producers of The View. 9-11 happened. And something about that day made me think, you know, there's something bigger that I'm supposed to be doing. And while mm. I liked television, I didn't love it. But health, wellness, fitness was something that I lived, I breathed, I slept, I it was just such a part of me that I decided that I wanted to pass that on to other women and teach women the importance of taking care of themselves. So in 2001, I left my career in television and started Pure Joy Wellness.
0: Wow. I did not know that, Renat. Or if I did, somehow it got buried in the recesses. You probably Uh, didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, um, that's amazing. So, you know, it's interesting the reason I had wanted you to come on now, and and we had tried to book this actually a couple of weeks ago, and then I had a conflict because I even wanted it on sooner, was I just found personally, I just turned 50. So that's a piece of it. But I think a lot of people who had a fairly healthy lifestyle or a healthier mm-hmm. lifestyle, that ended up deteriorating through the pandemic. Yeah. And then I had seen you post about the role emotional wellness plays in health. And I think a lot of this has to do with we are all experiencing some level of post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. It's the stress that comes once things sort of start to regulate, when things sort of start to go back to normal, that's when our bodies are like, okay, let's process all this crap that like you shoved down during crisis. And um, that combined with increased levels of like sitting at desks, people Mm -hmm. are more likely to stay indoors now or like, you know, not socialize. That was the thing, networking, speaking. Like those were all the things Mm -hmm. that really got me moving. Those are basically gone from my life right now. Mm -hmm. All of that came together and I was, Really thinking about who's the person that can speak to this, that embodies it, and you are really top of my list because you have just always embodied this very vibrant life force.
1: Well, the pandemic was very hard for everyone, you know, uh, myself included. You know, having been a person that moved all the time, and then all of a sudden that I'm, you know, stationary and I, I'm sitting down, and I did notice that my body kind of changed a little bit during the pandemic you know i thought about people are, are are depressed they're not socializing what can i do to change people's mindset that to me was really important but also get women moving so i decided i was going to start a walking challenge during the pandemic because you didn't have to be around anybody to do it mm. but so i started this challenge and i said here's what we're going to do we're going to walk every day For 30 days straight. And all I want you to do is to walk for 30 minutes. That's it. Now I'm thinking initially people are going to go 30 minutes. What is she talking about? This is crazy. That's no big deal. I had no idea what it was going (laughs) to turn into. So women started walking, but the, the, the key was they had to post, they had to post a video or a photo of them actually walking. One, So I could see that they were actually walking and for them to connect with other people in the group. Because as you said, people were isolated. This was a way of creating a community and creating a bond, even though they were in different cities or different states or different countries. So women started walking. As they're walking, they're posting their videos and their photos. And what I saw, what first thing I noticed was like, I noticed the landscape of the country. I noticed that women started talking to each other because they were seeing each other's videos Mm. and they were seeing each other's photos. Women who were say in Chicago, who one woman who couldn't climb a flight of stairs and didn't think that she could walk 30 minutes. The other members of the group were like encouraging her women who lived in different parts who had no idea about the other, all of a sudden started talking to each other all the time through this walking challenge through our community. And through that, they kind of got inspired. They were held accountable. It got them up and moving, and it got them talking to other women about what their experiences were while they were suffering through COVID. And I think that helped a lot because there's something about a woman's or anybody's mindset. You have to make that shift when you're in your own head all the time. We have all these voices in our heads telling us all kinds of things. Most of them, by the way, are not true, but we believe them. And we have to make that shift. So what I did during COVID as well, to help me as well as other women, is to start this walking challenge to get women moving to get them exposed to other women that were experiencing the exact same thing they were experiencing, to get them to talk and share that experience with each other so that they recognized they were not alone. And it just blew up. We're getting ready to have our fourth one starting at the end of April. And the last one we did was the first one that became international. Women were walking in Germany, from Africa, from Vancouver. And it's just, remarkable how that brought women together.
0: Mm, I love that and and you know what I have other questions but since we're talking about the challenge and people are probably interested is there a sign up for it like how do you participate in the challenge?
1: So the challenge happens I host it on two platforms on Facebook I have a private Facebook group so if you go to Pure Joy Wellness look for our private Facebook group and sign up there. To join and on Instagram through stories. And basically all you have to do is say that you want to participate in the challenge. And as I said, it's for 30 days, but the key is you have to post a photo or a video of you actually walking. And they're actually called the pure joy wellness walking warriors. So Mm. you you put the hashtag PJW walking warriors on all of your posts and all of your videos. And that way everybody sees it. And we have a a walking playlist that we put together. And it's interesting because people have found other members that are in their same cities. And so now they've started walking together and we're going to be creating walking events to different cities um, now that COVID has lifted so yeah, so if people want to participate, just join our Pure Joy Wellness private group and um, we'll get you walking.
0: We'll put the, the link directly to that as well in the show notes. So if you're looking for that, you can just check out below the episode. So I'm going to transition into something that's come up since I had originally offered you the invitation, which is that, you know, there's with the Russian aggression in Ukraine, Mm-hmm one of the things that we've been talking about a lot here is that to desire peace that has to come first from within Mm -hmm. that to want something over there, it can't be manifested out of your existence without you experiencing it from within. And I think Mm -hmm. walking, getting clear about what it takes for your body to feel healthy, what it Mm -hmm. actually needs is so important. So, From that perspective, talk about what you feel are the most important components when health and wellness, where health and wellness is concerned. You said mindset, but can you talk a little bit more about that and maybe how it connects to feeling peaceful?
1: So I I just did a blog post when this whole Russian invaded Ukraine, and it was
0: entitled
1: Five Tips to Quiet Your Mind. Because we're, we're living in extremely difficult times and there's so much chaos going on in the world. You talk about, you know, the Russian invading Ukraine, you have the pandemic, you have the last year, the insurrection, uh, there's so much stuff going on. So what I like to advocate is that during times like this, we really need to practice self-care. And it's, it, for me, this is not optional. This is about self-preservation and there are several things that i think that we can do in order to make that happen the first thing is meditation meditation and being able to quiet your mind and go inward i believe is really really important the second thing that i like to do especially if i'm feeling anxious or i'm feeling nervous is deep breathing and if you take a deep inhale and exhale it'll start calming you down. You mentioned earlier about going for a walk or going for, I like to go for a run uh, when I'm feeling, you know, running or solo walking and things like that to kind of clear your head is a good thing to do. Also journaling. Journaling, I think is so critical to get your thoughts out of your head and get them down on paper. Not only does that help get it out, but it also helps you. um, I think about when I was in sixth grade in my English class, and they had us keep a journal for you to go back and see your growth or, you know, where you were and where you are now. It kind of gives you a history lesson on yourself. And the last thing I would say is get outside and get in nature, go to a park, go to a beach. There's something about sitting back. I was looking out the window the other day and I saw this. I was watching the clouds go. Back. There's something about nature that just calms you down. So I would say any of those five things, I think, are crucial to self-preservation when there's so much chaos going on around you, but also inside of you.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I'm curious if you find that, you know, we before the show started, before we started recording, we were talking about over 50, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because when I met you, you were not focused exclusively on this community, and that that has been something you've developed. And I want to talk a little bit about why, but also specifically, do you think it's different for those of us who are over 50 to navigate the times that we're in right now? And, and the answer may be no, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. To
1: navigate the times... I. Hmm, that's a that's an interesting question. I think for me, I think as you get older, I think certain things become more heightened and more important to you. So I would say that probably over 50, when you see what's happening in the world, it becomes more important to you, you're more alarmed by it than I would say than you are when you're younger. Part of that, I think, that you've lived enough life to understand what that actually means. You've mm-hmm. lived a, enough history to understand what those things mean. So, I, I, I do think that navigating yourself through it as you're older is different from navigating yourself through it as you're younger.
0: Yeah, I, li- I like that. I, I've been, I've just been considering that recently as I've been watching the way my children are navigating this. Mm-hmm. The way some younger family members we've had a couple of events recently where we've all been together, and it's definitely different, right? And it you know, just generationally you'll operate differently, period, but um, I think for me personally, when I crossed over fifty and and even moving into that, I have felt more of an ownership to mother the community than to just mother the children that live in my home. Mm -hmm. That has felt stronger for me. But again, that could be a personal calling. God knows there's a lot changing in my body at 50. So (laughs) that that transitioned us into, so why did you shift (laughs) into this focus?
1: (laughs) Well, I, I shifted into this focus for two reasons. But one of the main reasons is when I turned 53, I go to my doctor for my annual pap smear and she's looking at my chart. And she's like, Oh, you've been on the pill for blah, blah, blah. Let's take you off the pill, blah, blah. She took me off the pill and my body went nuts. I gained weight for the very first time in my life. I gained 12 pounds, just like that. And it was all in my stomach area. My libido went into the toilet and I didn't understand what was happening. So I go to my doctor and I say, Hey, what's happening? And she goes, oh, welcome to menopause. You know, All you have to do is just eat less and exercise more. And I said to her, have you met me? Nobody exercises more or eats the way that I eat. So I tried to talk to other women about what I was experiencing and no one wanted to talk to me about it. And the reason they didn't want to talk to me about it because there was this shame around getting older. So once you go through menopause, which means that you can no longer have children, it means that you're old. And I was like, well, wait a minute, I don't look old, I don't feel old, I don't, you know, what do you mean? That's it, that's it, it's over? That's it! That can't be it, that can't be the end of the story. And so I decided that I wanted to change the conversation about what it means to age. We are all going to age, there is nothing we can do about that. Okay. The moment we are born, we start aging, but there is something that we can do about how we do it. So it became my mission to do a couple of things for women over 50. One, explain to women that what's happening to your body is not your fault. Because women were saying to me, you know, I'm doing the same things that I did before and I easily lost weight. Now I can't lose the weight anymore. It's not your fault. That was the first thing. It's not your fault. Your hormones have changed. They've shifted. They have a mind of their own. The first thing we have to, you have to understand is what's happening to your body and how you have to balance out your hormones. So the things that you did before are not going to work anymore but that's not your fault. All we need to do is teach you the things that you need to do now. The other shift that needed to happen is for women to be able to say loud and proud their age. That's why I like to say I am the new 60. Because until I claimed it, my life was stalled, right? Because I too was ashamed to say, I'm, going through menopause. I was afraid to tell my partner that I was going through menopause because I was afraid he would think I was old, even though he was nine years older than me. But I was still afraid to tell him. So I was like, we got to get through this. So then I decided I'm going to say it loud and proud. I am 60. I am a mom. I'm a grandmother. You know, I'm young. I'm strong. I'm sexy. All these things. We need to claim it. And not think that we have to fall into this trap of, I have to look a certain way. Because if you look at what the health and wellness space says, you know, everyone who's healthy, who's fit, they're a size two. Well, you know, bodies come in all different shapes and sizes. And my thing is not about how you look. Is how healthy are you? I have met people that look—they got six-pack abs, they got all these things. I would not consider them to be healthy. There are a lot of things that comes along with this. Are you mentally fit? Are you physically fit? Are you emotionally fit? Are you psychologically fit? There are a lot of things that I look at when I'm thinking about encompassing the wellness, and in particular, women my age, we were raised to be caregivers, Mm -hmm. to care for other people and not care about ourselves. And a lot of women feel guilty about putting themselves first. So what my goal was is that, okay, the important thing is to put your health first, take care of yourself first. And that became my mission. Let's change this conversation about that aging is this bad thing. We can't control it. We cannot control it. I know women that are in their 70s and they're kicking ass. We need to be celebrating that. And that truly, this is the only country to just not celebrate women as they age.
0: Is, so is that's it, why I did that. Do you mm-hmm. feel that that's so just for context, because not everyone's from the United States. We're talking our country that we're talking about is the U.S. But do you believe that really that we're the only one? I feel like I don't know. I think we're one of the only ones. One of the only ones, for sure.
1: Yeah, because sure. I think if, if you go to other countries, they really celebrate. I have a friend who came to me and she said the things that makes her sad. She has a daughter who's 21 now. And she goes, her friends do not come to her for advice because they think she doesn't know anything. And so all her years of experience and things, that makes her feel like, You know, she's worthless. And I hear that a lot from women. Like, they're in the United States. It seems that we don't value all the experiences that women have had and what women can bring to the table with those experiences. Yes. It's a hard, it's a really hard pill for women to swallow when they get to be a certain age and they go, I have all this experience. Now I know all these things. And people are like, eh, you don't know anything. It's hard. This Mm -hmm. is the invisible part. They start feeling like they're invisible. Their voice doesn't matter. Their experience doesn't matter. Now it's not the same thing for a man, but for a woman, that becomes sort of this ongoing dialogue. So women become ashamed. I had this woman say to me, she's In her 50s, she's single, she's going on these dating apps. And she says she doesn't tell the guy her real age. And I said, Well, why not? She goes, Because if he knows how old I am, he may reject me. Okay, so what happens if you hit it off with this guy and you start dating him? At some point, you got to tell him how old you are. And you started the relationship off with a lie. So we need to get to a point where we're proud that we have this experience we're proud of the lives that we that we've lived most of us our experiences are so rich and the things that we've learned and the things that we've you know we've evolved to be and there's there's richness in that and we need to celebrate that on international women's day
0: yes which is <laughs> on the day that we're recording this this is international women's day so mm-hmm very apropos. And I think too, cause we just, I had, um, Judith Nyland on probably two months ago and she, her book was called call to crone. And we talked a lot. She, she focuses in Ireland, her works in Ireland and just the, um, even there, the loss of the respect for crone wisdom. And really mm-hmm. when you look across society is they, you know, historically, like way hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands of years ago, the reliance was on feminine wisdom, right? That, that yeah. was the guidepost. The masculine wisdom was the protector, the the hunter, the one that, you know, was the wall, the fortress, but the direction, whether to go to war or not, whether to, you know, go out, whether to plant, whether, and all of these decisions, the wisdom of the older feminine in the community was what guided, you know, their communities. Like that's how they made decisions.
1: And if you look in households, it still is,
0: Mm. right? It Uh
1: it still is. It still is. Women have that guiding force. The men go to their women and they say, what do you, what do you think? So it's, it's more society at large that, you know, looks at women as if women don't matter once they reach a certain age, because we're so focused on one thing. And that is, you know, whether or not, you know, we, we objectify women. And if you do not look like this anymore, or you can't produce children anymore, it says that you're not worthy. So the mission was to change all of that, but also a couple of things to change the mindset of women. And for women to come into their own power and to be able to say no when they don't want to do something and be okay with that, or to say yes when they do, you know, to really protect their emotional health and be able to, you know, really figure out what is is it that you really want? What do you desire? What's important to you? And don't stand for anything less than that. And that's perfectly okay. For so long, we're taught that we're supposed to please, we're supposed to be caregivers. And we don't really think about what it is that we need. And I think that has done a lot of damage to our psyche. Yes. And so now I'm saying, it's okay. As hard as it is, it's okay to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. That doesn't really work for me. And no, I don't want to do that. That's okay. And that's really hard for women to do. But with the community that we're building, of giving the space of having that support and saying, I understand that that's hard, but you did it. And we're all here to support you that you did it. And the more you do it, it's like a muscle. The more you work it, the stronger it becomes.
0: I love that. So you you mentioned the community and um, the community is on Facebook. It's hosted on Facebook. It's hosted on Facebook and, and on Instagram. And on Instagram. Is there anywhere else that people can find you?
1: They can go on our website, purejoywellness.com. Everything's at Pure Joy Wellness. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. And we have our website.
0: And if someone wants to do something beyond the spring walking challenge with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: The best way to get in touch with me is through the website. Go to our contact page, um, send me a message, and I will be back in touch with
0: you. Awesome. So first, thank you for being here, Renata, and sharing your wisdom. Is there any last words of wisdom you do want to leave our audience with?
1: Oh, I I always like to say there's a quote that I love, and it's from the book called The Four Agreements. And I, I think of this every single solitary day. And one of their agreements is always do your best, knowing that your best is going to change from day to day. But as long as you're doing your best, that's all anyone can ask of you or that you can ask of yourself. Just always do your
0: best. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Renata. I'm so glad we got to spend this time with you. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. And um, I will be doing the spring walking challenge, everyone. So I hope that you join us. I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of this community. And um, again, all of that information will be in the show notes. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week. Have a beautiful, beautiful week ahead of you and make space for magic. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them.